Welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast with Brian Moran. Now, here's your host, Brian Moran. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Small Business Edge Podcast. Our guest today is Paula Cheesick, Chief Marketing Officer, Benefits and Protection at Principal Financial. And our conversation today is going to focus all around something that keeps coming up a lot with our listeners and in in speaking engagements that I do, and that's workplace benefits and how to leverage them for growing your business and getting more out of your employees, better employee engagement. So very excited to talk to somebody who knows a lot about this. And with that, I want to welcome to the Small Business Edge podcast, Paula Cheesett. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so glad that you could make it. We, we've we had a couple of people from Principal on our show. We had Amy uh, uh, yeah, Frederick Amy and Frederick. we had Kara yeah. Hoganson on Absolutely. our show. And I have to tell you, those podcasts do very well with our listeners. Because <laughs> well, I hope I can keep that streak alive. I'm excited to be here and, and to talk with you and your listeners. Well, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> No, this this is going to be good because I feel like employee benefits, uh, especially with my listeners, and that's the small to mid-sized business owners, it's really like an abyss sometimes, right? You, you've fallen into the abyss. I don't know what to buy or what they need, or and yet done properly and correctly, employee benefits can be a huge advantage, right, for hiring and retaining employees, would you say? Absolutely. That's exactly right. And, you know, it's like you said, Brian, you know, people don't start their own business with the intent of becoming benefit experts, right? And so understanding what you can do with benefits and what's right for you. And just like, like no small business is exactly one to the other is no, not exactly the same. Neither are the benefits that their employees um, want or need, but having that robust offering is critically important. Um, you know, we've we've done our own research, um, which tells us that 75% of business owners say that their benefits package, you know, helps them with retention and with recruitment. Right. So, you know, just getting started is sometimes the biggest hurdle. So that's obviously that's reason alone right there why it's so important to business owners. But can you talk a little bit about the kind of the evolving landscape of of workplace benefits? Sure. So, you know, businesses and their employees, you know, Mm -hmm. they have experienced a lot lately, incredibly volatile macroeconomic environment, you know, and there's a lot of financial strength. There's a lot of personal uh, and business financial stress as well. And so it's critical that we as an industry are available to better equip small businesses with the right information, with the right tools mm-hmm. to help them have financial security for themselves as business owners, but also most importantly for their employees. Employee right. benefits and income protection solutions can be the foundation really for financial wellness and security because it can prevent a single emergency or an unexpected event you know, from derailing financial security and stability overall. Okay, so and, and and talking about how the the workplace benefits have evolved, you know, <clears throat> I always think about the uh, the big, like either the three ring binder or the book that would come, you know, especially with the healthcare benefits. But but when you think about workplace benefits, I always think like, okay, I'm going to go. Th- this is like a college class, you know, that I'm taking. 
and 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 I have to read through it. But now there are digital tools, right, that can help business owners and employees navigate the workplace benefits a little more effectively. Is that would you say that's accurate? I would 100 percent agree with that, you know, okay. and. And there are many digital tools. Um, In fact, the challenge for the business owner is often finding what tool is of greatest benefit to them, you know, where they are on their business and financial journey. And, you know, we really saw an explosion of this, of course, the shift to hybrid work environment, um, you know, post-pandemic accelerated the adoption of, of digital tools, you know, the use of online applications, digital communication. All of that increased drastically. And with that increase, this adoption rate of technology solutions, there became became a greater level of trust and confidence, right? Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. as we're using these digital tools, we're getting just-in-time information. We're getting the right information at the right time when we need it. And for us, the digital tools and resources have really streamlined the benefit process and the ability for employers to communicate with their employees. So think of enrollment activities or educational experiences that are particularly important for voluntary benefits because employees may have to opt in for those benefits. So we've made more and more things digital, including electronic sign-in, delivery of our policies, electronic payments, um, you know, even just sort of the virtual connection with business owners um, and having client meetings, um, you know, meeting with their employees, all of that makes accessing solutions easier. And frankly, you know, that's what what the the technology is designed to do. You know, we we strive to provide a seamless experience for our customers on their journey. One of the tools that I'm excited about is a benefit design tool that we created. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I don't know if you're familiar with that or not, but just kind of at, a, at a, a quick overview, this benefit design tool allows um, a small business owner to benchmark their benefit offering. Um, they can do that on their own. They can do it with the, the assistance of an advisor. But we have found that benchmarking data hasn't really been available uh, for group benefits for small small business owners, right? We yeah. also know small business owners, and and this is, of course, you know, your sweet spot. You know this more than anyone. Uh, Business owners trust other business owners. They want to talk to their peer group. They want to listen and learn from from others. And so this benefit design tool is kind of a comparative tool that helps small businesses benchmark their particularly group benefit features to understand what other employers like me are offering. Well, and I think because it's it's such an uh, when you think about the workplace benefits, and 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 that's everything from retirement to disability insurance to uh, even healthcare and vision and dental, all of that, right? It, it's such a um, a big component of the business in terms of its expense, right? Isn't that? I think it's number two and number three behind salaries, right? It is. It, it is. It, but it, but I would also say it's. Um, it's a, it's interesting that when we discussed, you know, just a poll of employers, what do you think that um, benefits would cost? Surprisingly, right. the perception is that it's such a high cost, which, as you're pointing out, it is a considerable cost. But what what was really shocking in our research is to learn that, you know, some sixty eight percent 
um, we're overestimating the cost of, of a retirement yeah. plan. But yep. this like 93% overestimated the cost for workplace benefits like, you know, life and vision coverage. Yeah. So some of it is demystifying and taking out the the fear of the unknown and really putting in context what could be affordable. And more importantly, what's affordable first, right? And that's mm-hmm. the thing that we keep talking about. You got to get started. Start with what's available first and now. Yeah, and I love that. And and I think it, you know, I picture these digital tools. You know, okay, first of all, you've demystified it. Okay, now you find out that it's more affordable than you realize, even though it is a cost. But it's a, think of it. I always tell my listeners and and the people I contact with, uh, you know, online, think of it as an investment in your business rather than an expense, because this investment in your business is what's going to allow you to hire and retain the best employees, right? Yeah, but what they want to see too is is well, how much are they using it? Right. Can, can digital tools show me that like maybe an aggregate form? What's the you know, what's the number of my employees who are, you know, using the 401k plan or using vision or using the life and uh, or retirement plans? Yeah. So, I mean, that I think that's exactly as you described. When we look at internally, we, we create these dashboards, right? These employer dashboards, yeah. um, you know, again, Busy uh, people, like small business owners, mm-hmm. don't have time to do all of this in-depth work. So creating a dashboard and quite frankly, from our perspective, creating um, messaging that says, hey, just here's a snapshot of where you are with your teams, with your employees. And, you know, this is coming up and, you know, kind of making it that easy easy to do business with by creating a dashboard, a one-stop shop. And really that involves just really um, having trust and sharing data so that, mm-hmm. you know, better data drives better decisions. And yes, we want to yes. be a partner with, uh, with our teams on that. And of course, that's all digitally enabled. We're able to do things much faster than ever before. I mean, think back to when, you know, payroll was a, a large cumbersome um, uh, process, you know, yeah. and now we have... Mm-hmm. Uh, payroll organizations that make that a a seamless uh, process and it saves time. And that's the one thing that business owners need, right? Is more time. More time. Absolutely. That's what I love about these, these digital tools is because they can, business owners can look at it and say, okay, it's working. Like I've got a trusted partner in principle, you know, I've got access to these uh, benefits design tools, right. That, that can benchmark my business, so I'm comparing apples to apples, right? And and now I've got a dashboard that shows me, you know, am I where I need to be in my business with my employees taking advantage of these programs and benefits that are I've already paid for? You know, it's almost like you don't want to have a big blowout holiday party and nobody eats the food or drinks the drinks. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. You yes. want everybody to have a good time. You want it. That's to right. Good. That's right. And, and you're like, look, I'm paying for this vision. Please take advantage of it. I'm paying for exactly. this. Exactly. And, and that's what we have with our, you know, our principal e-service. Um, yeah. You know, we, we again, it's data analytics that we put into. We make the investment on on our end to right. enable, um, you know, that ease and simplicity of doing business so that they can track things in real time. They can see where their benefits are. And quite honestly, you know, when as their business grows, if they are able to, you um, you know, 
to expand benefits, it, it suggests what the next appropriate benefit might be. Right. So oh, yes. kind of improving that process flow, assisting companies, you know, that they have uh, what they're signed up for, what they're covered under. They've got the correct benefits. Right. You know, and that, I think, creates the sense of greater uh, financial inclusion. Absolutely. And I love that because then you can go back to your employees and say, by the way, proactively, I've looked at our our benefits plan and we've added this because we think that most of you, or, or we know that most of you are going to use it, right? Yeah. If, you, if you're yeah. adding something to a, a plan. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Why not Why not take the credit for that? Exactly. I love exactly. that. All right, I'm gonna put you on the hot seat right here, just <laughs> okay. a little bit, a little bit. I'd love to hear if you have any, you know, success stories of how business owners, you know, have tra- either transformed their business or operations or employee satisfaction through a, a, a benefits, employee benefits program? Yeah, that okay. So you did put me on the hot speaker, <laughs> seat because I'm trying to think exactly, you know, there's there's so many different ways you can look at, at this, right? So, yeah. um, you know, I was recently at an industry conference and it was fascinating to talk one-on-one with um, small and mid-sized business owners. And they talked about their evolution of benefits. And, and just one example that, uh, was shared with me was um, a, a business owner who started small and said, "My what I considered benefits when I started out, I really see now as work perks, right? So that was, you know, a catering on Friday, bringing in pizzas, you know, yeah. um, free parking, things like that, that were just making things more pleasant, you know, for yeah. people to come into work. And, you know, then as they grew and, you know, they wanted to retain some key employees they started offering some, you know, additional things that they were doing for, you know, a, a key person. And one of the things he they said, well, you know, we sent them on, a, we paid for a, a vacation for them. You know, this was a way to show we cared about them. We gave them a little time away from work. Um, but they said, you know, when we started to listen to what they wanted um, was really more than that. And it, it grew into, you know, things like a flexible schedule, things that, um you know, were important at that point in time. But then it became, what happens if I become disabled? Oh, yes. What if I need, you know, I'm, my business is growing, my employees are growing, their families are growing. We need health, we need dental, we need vision. And yeah. so what was interesting with this one employer who said, you know, I, I had been thinking that I was giving a great benefit by, you know, giving my key employee a, a trip when I could have been investing in short-term disability. Um, And in this case, they moved into an accidental and critical illness benefit. And so those were things that were tangible that moved beyond really a a work perk to something that was meaningful and also put those employees on track for, for better financial security and stability. And so there's so many ways that we think about it. And as I said, there's no two businesses that are alike. Mm-hmm. And there's no one size fits all. So right. being nimble and being able to to know what those needs are at exactly the right time is really important. And and what I found really interesting too is that you know employers remain one of the most trusted sources um, for Americans to turn to for advice and insights about financial wellness, right? And so mm-hmm. with employee benefits, we can help employers be more intentional with solutions that they need 
to meet the, the changing and evolving needs of their employees. So, you know, finding ways to collectively, you know, kind of work collaboratively, you know, with an employer to say, listen, do you know what your employees want? Do you know what they need? Um, because thinking that you're doing the right thing by offering a, a trip or a vacation package as a work perk, only to find out that their expectations were very, very different. Yeah. Um, you may lose an employee when you could retain him through more robust. Um, and it could be a simple offering, dental and vision, for example. Yeah, that's a great that's a great point. And and that's something that business owners face a lot is you know, what is it going to take to keep my best employees in in, you know, this economy. Uh and so that brings me to kind of like my next question because you know, you could put together the best benefits program in the world. And but that doesn't mean that you're going to get utilization from your employees. You know, they might only utilize 30% of it, right? So yeah, you're like, wait a exactly. minute, I bought all that's this. Right. But so so that that's a challenge, right? I actually remember this once, and this was years ago, and somebody had done a study on it, and it was about what what benefits would you like to see your employer offer? And they did a whole, you know, asked a whole bunch of people and they listed the top answers. And they said something like it was something like 60% of the answers were for benefits that were already in the plan. Like acupuncture. Oh, yeah, we offer that. Like, that's part of our plan. They just didn't know and understand what was offered to them. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Now, maybe this changes with the digital access to uh, the plans and and that making it easier. But but how, how do business owners overcome that? You know, okay, like I said, we, we've got this great program set up for you. I've done it for you after listening to telling me what you wanted. How do I make sure you're utilizing it? Yeah, so it's a great question. And your point about people not knowing and understanding their benefits is a very significant challenge that the industry faces, that employers face and employees face, right? So yeah. I, I think that small businesses, frankly, have an advantage over large businesses because they're able to communicate more directly with employees about the benefits that they value most. Um, so it's... Again, you're, you're touching on this opportunity to discuss important ongoing conversations when you identify the gaps or in this case, perceived gaps when they don't really exist because they we the benefit is covered. Um, you know, it all begins with this coming together and um, communicating and discussing what I think really is the biggest obstacle that em employers are faced with is is one driven by fear. It's kind of the fear of the unknown. Yeah. And, and then frankly, it's it's inertia, right? It's just, it's one of those things that's easy to put off. I'm not right. going to get into the weeds. I, I The details of it are too much that, you know, I didn't get into business, as I said, to be a benefits expert. So who can I trust to partner with me to help me understand as a business owner? But more importantly, can I, you know, trust a partner to come in and talk directly with my employees. We're hearing more and more employers who before they'd say, just give it to me, I'll give it to my employees. Yeah. And now they're saying, I don't, I don't want that burden. So I'm trusting you, you know, principal to come in and share that expertise um, in a way that is helpful, not only to my employees, but also helps me better run my business. You know, at principal, we say, 
when a business owner takes care of employees, those employees take care of the business. We really believe that strongly. So creating that ability to overcome fear, overcome doubts, to to help just get started, right? Overcome the inertia. Yeah, that's the the obstacles that we have to um, address first. Um, the other thing I think that's interesting about um, you know kind of this, as you mentioned, maximizing the benefits that are available. Sometimes it just starts in a very simple way, and you know I hope you don't don't laugh at me when I say this, but there's an opportunity to encourage employees to talk to each other, right? And so, oh, yeah. no, I love uh, a lot of times we don't. We just don't bring it up. Creating as an employer, creating a space or an opportunity for um, you know employees to come together. You know, like create a I'll say a very, it sounds more formal an employee resource group where they can talk to their peers, hear from their peers. You know, let's say that's the Friday lunch and learn. That's a you know where are you at with your benefits? It doesn't have to be scary. It doesn't have to be elaborate. It yeah. just has to start the conversation. Employers can do that. And then trust their employees to say, you know, okay, I, I have another fellow coworker who also has two children and we're looking at benefits for, you know, a family of, you know, four. So, you know, whatever that looks like. I, I love those ideas. Like I, I think, you know, any kind of creative idea that gets employees talking about their, their benefits program, Right where, um, you know, that to me is a positive. It's less about <clears throat> trying to memorize this book. Like, okay, it's this impossible. is impossible. Yeah, it's impossible. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, let me remember every benefit I have and the rules and the exceptions and all that stuff where if you make it engaging and it's fun. So, you know, it sounds like what you're saying is, you know, get creative in the way that yeah. you present your your benefits programs and getting your employees to use it. Right. And you mentioned fun. And I'll tell you, we've had um, experiences um, with, with one of our, our small business customers who uh, I thought was really creative and, and fun. They did like a, um, they gamified their benefits, right? Oh, so yeah. like a, did you Smart. know, right? Like kind of like a version of Jeopardy or they did benefits <laughs> bingo. Right. And, and oh. so they trained through something fun um, you know, with very, you know, little low cost, no cost um, um, prizes just as and so what 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 they were doing was taking that, like you said, this huge manual, all this detail, you know, and most people until you need your benefits, you're not looking at your benefits, right? Yeah. So, um, no. so it was a way to go and, and it was just a fun interactive way for people to go, I did not realize we had, you know, a hospital indemnity, I didn't know we had paid family medical leave. I, I didn't know that. And that's good to know. I don't maybe need it right now, but it's good to know that I have it. But yeah. where we really did, um, you know, show the, that you have an opportunity for um, for benefits now, you know, dental, vision, the things that are, um, are happening year over year in a renewal, but also those benefits that are longer term in nature, you know, retirement planning, all of those mm. things. So benefits now, benefits in the future, it creates a, a camaraderie among employees, but it also creates a stronger connection employee to employer. Yeah, I love that. And so I want you to put your CMO hat on now, not that you didn't have it on before, and, and look at the, the marketing, the role that marketing would play in 
kind of communicating, enhancing the value of this, you know, so that as an employer, it's like when you go out to dinner and, and somebody says, hey, I'm paying a lot for that steak. You better like it. Right. It kind of mm-hmm. takes a, it takes away from the steak and the whole experience. Right. Now you feel like you're being force fed the, the meal and it's not yep. as enjoyable. But is there a way that, you know, business owners can can kind of market these in a way that says, I appreciate you. I love having you on our team. And because of that, I'm going to make sure we put together this benefits program that really expresses how important you are to the company. Yeah. So it's a great, a great question. Um, Interestingly, you know, you asked my perspective as uh, a CMO and I, I actually see myself less as a chief marketing officer and more of a chief listening officer. Oh, good point. Because 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 <laughs> your point around there's one no one size fits all. Everyone needs different different solutions at different times. So the key is listening. I'm going to understand the needs of our customers better by really robustly um, listening, and that creates better engagement, obviously. And that's the same thing that I would I tell our small business owners. You mm-hmm. know, when was the last time you talked to your employees about about benefits or about what they want and need? But more importantly, not not when you talk to them. When was the last time you listened to what they need? Yeah. And we found uh, interestingly that in that whole listening. Um, package, you know, a, sur- a survey that we took where um, employees of small, mid-sized businesses, 90% of them, so this overwhelming majority, said they want a robust benefits package. Mm-hmm. So what we found, though, is that the employers, where they they were thinking that, you know, maybe 65, 70% thought that that was important to them. And so what we saw was this disconnect in understanding, and it it just lacked some listening. So so it begins with listen to understand, mm-hmm. seek to find what is right and relevant right now. Don't feel like you have to get stuck in a, a benefit offering that isn't, um, you know, is forever, right? We, we review particularly worksite benefits on an annual basis, or you're looking at it year over year as your business evolves, as your needs evolve, as your employees and their needs evolve. You know, have those conversations, listen and learn, and then adapt to yeah. those changing. Um, and so it's it's not really a marketing, it's it's listening and creating better communication. Yeah. Well, all right, to that end, I know you do a lot of research on obviously workplace benefits. So that must help a lot in terms of when you're speaking to your customers and and they're they're saying okay um you know what what are some of the preferences that i should be looking at you know all right i i have a sense of what my employees are thinking and i'm I'm connected to them but can you give me a greater uh view of the marketplace through research or studies that you've done on on these preferences sure absolutely so you know recently we conducted a survey of small to mid-sized business customers, as well as non-customers of principal and mm. and their employees. And what we learned is, you know, 80, 
of small to mid-sized um, employees, customers, or excuse me, employees at small to mid-sized businesses, you know, want their employer to offer more benefits within the next year. And those top benefits that they identified um, that, that they're most interested in are things like mental health, mental oh, wellness, yeah. Yeah. health insurance, paid family medical leave. You know, we've got an entire workforce that's that san- sandwich generation. Some have young children and aging parents, and they're in the middle. Having the ability through um, paid family and medical leave is is really critical to them. And of course, you know, dental insurance, retirement mm-hmm. benefits, those were the ones that were identified in our most recent um, survey that was conducted of things that were so important. And we also see through this same research that employees value flexibility at significantly higher levels. Mm-hmm. So just beyond, um, it's beyond offering remote work. It includes, you know, offering flexible hours, you know, maybe different um, days of the week or or shifts because they're looking for a greater work-life fit. Now, we're not going to say work-life balance because, right. Brian, you and I both right. know there is no balance, right? Yeah. But, but finding yeah. that work-life fit yeah. um, is what employees of these small to mid-sized businesses are saying they want and need. Okay, but now I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the sixty four thousand dollar question, which means I'm dating myself. But how do business owners pay for all of this, right? How do how do business owners balance the cost of you know providing these comprehensive benefits with the value that they bring to the business and the employees? Well, I think there's two two elements to this, and and of course one is. Uh, Bene- you have to balance the cost of not offering that as well, right? So you have this oh, significant, like you know, you, you have to think of what what is the opportunity cost or what is lost by not offering those benefits. Right. We've seen that in employee turnover, you know, we're uh, inability to recruit and retain. So you have to look at that value. You have to assign a value to that mm-hmm. when you offset that against the, the costs of the benefits themselves. And not all benefits are created equally. Certainly, there are benefits that, um, depending on your employee base, you know, there's a, a variety of of costs associated with that. And so, finding something that is a good fit mm-hmm. um, is where you begin. And then going back to your digital, you can go online. You know, you can yeah. you can connect with your advisor, reaching out to us to say again, that's where that benefits. Um, design tool can say, well, what does it look like and what is it costing us? But accessibility is key. And at principle, we're really focused on the central role that employers play in helping employees at the very least gain access, gaining access to financial tools, to support and solutions that they need, right? So beyond the the basics of the benefits I was mentioning previously, it might just mean that they need access to, um, you know, an easier way to buy a benefit that's part of the plan or know that there's something that is available to them in addition to the employer offered plans. There might be a voluntary, you know, maybe they're looking for a group life insurance plan. Maybe they're looking for individual disability because recognizing your ability to protect your income is for some people is a greater need than than even life insurance, knowing that you could potentially become disabled um, more yeah. likely than you know death. So so anyway, there 
there are a lot of low to moderate intervention uh, things that employers can do that give alternatives to having to adopt a, a significant plan or a large product design. So, you know, each one has a stair-stepping cost. You know, no cost offerings that make a big difference for the employee is offering uh, budget planning tools. How do right. you manage college debt? Um, access to a financial professional. Sometimes it's that introduction an employer can give to an individual, to an employee that yeah. puts them on that track, right? The right track with a financial professional or just even access, as I said, to extra life insurance that's either, you know, fully or partially funded by the employer. There, There is a benefit for every budget. I think that what you, what you just said <clears throat> really drove home the fact in my head that <clears throat> it all comes down to how business owners view workplace benefits. If you view it as an expense, you're really limiting the upside potential here. That's right. If you, if you see it as an investment, like here's an invest, but that means you got to be proactive about it. You have to look and say, what will the, the tangible benefits be? And you can measure this, you know, presenteeism and, and absenteeism, those levels, you know, you want, you, you want your employees to be present. You want them to be engaged versus disengaged. You want them to be well and not sick, right? <laughs> you want the company culture to be strong and positive so that even if the economy were to take a turn again, but even if it, <laughs> that, that they could, that, that your employees would say, well, you know, I really feel bad for the rest of the outside world because they don't have what we have. You know, we've got a great team and a great culture and a great boss who looks out for us and and is, you know, he or she is is really on our side. And I think that's when you when you flip the script and don't look at it as an expense, but rather an investment into your business, into yourself. I mean, everything else that you do, you're going to be able to save money over the next couple of years through automation and AI. You're going to save a tremendous amount of money sure. yep. and you're going to save a tremendous amount of time. And where do you redeploy that? You, If you put it back into your employees, I think that's probably the greatest investment you can make in your company. Well, employees are the greatest asset any company yes. has, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So that punctuates exactly what you're saying. And, you know, anything that is critical to your business is what you take care of first and foremost. And, mm -hmm. and that's your employees. Without yeah. them, you know, you don't, you, you, what kind of a business do you have? Right. So, um, so investing in what matters most um, is really the simple solution. And, and I, I, I love the way you characterized it because we do see um, works, workplace benefits as a, an investment in not only the business today, but business in the future. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that, that will just come back to reward you tenfold. I mean, exactly. it really does. you know what, if somebody does become disabled in your business and they had disability insurance and you were the ones that recommended it to them, I mean, what does that, what does that say in the minds of all of the other employees in your company? Thank right. God we have that, right? Yeah. Because yeah. I know so many other people who didn't have that. But, but exactly right. All right, we're in the home stretch, and this always happens. 
we're, we're in the home stretch. I have two two quick questions for you, and I I can't thank you enough though, for, uh, Paula, for coming on and kind of really driving home the the impact of of the value that a smart benefits program brings to a company that, that it can be one of their greatest advantages in business. Yeah, so, for sure, for sure. Thank, thank you for that. All right, yeah. home stretch. I want to talk about emerging trends. 2024, what do you see, you know, coming out in in terms of any new or different or upgraded workplace benefits that our listeners should be aware of? Well, you know, we I mean, there there are some, as you might suspect, you know, there's um, accident and critical illness. There is, you know, paid family medical leave. There's there's a number of things like that. But here's one that I think would be it's really beyond 2024. But if I think of future trends. Um, it's interesting that as business owners, you know, we tend to get caught up in the here and now, right? And so this is yeah. sort of a surprising trend that I'm seeing and hearing more about, which is succession planning, oh, yeah. business valuation, mm-hmm. you know, preparing an exit strategy. So not just the benefits for employees, but those benefits that are essential for business continuity. That ultimately, the more consistent and con- you know the the future of the the business itself creates stability and security for the employees of that business, and it's really interesting to me. So, so for example, my husband um, happens to work for a family-owned business, and he's worked there for you know more than thirty years. The initial um, founder of the organization has since passed. Three of his five children still work in the business. And at different times, his grandchildren had worked in the business. Mm-hmm. Now that the second generation is wanting to, you know, do we invest more in the business? What is the business worth? What all of these questions that they have, because they've learned that the next generation doesn't want the business. Yeah. And so, so my husband, who as an employee of this family owned business, it puts him in a very precarious position like, well, what happens when the next generation of a family-owned business chooses a different a different path? And so we are seeing small business owners who got into business with never thinking about what comes next or what the final chapter might look like. Am I going to sell to my employees? You know, yeah, are we going to offer ESOP. an ESOP? Yeah. yeah. Is it ESOP? You know, what does that look like? And so interesting and I don't know if, you know, post-pandemic, when we thought about, you know, we were, we were just trying to survive right now, that we're starting to see more and more employers saying, and then what? What comes next? Mm. So, you know, you have to think about um, workplace benefits for the business owner themselves mm. and their family, right. for the business itself, which includes that succession planning, business valuation, you know, what is the exit strategy? Um, and then also then what that means to the benefits and the safety and stability, security of the employees. So that's sort of a future trend that is getting a lot of traction. And that's huge, right? Because when, you know, this right now, we are we are in the greatest transfer of wealth ever in history, right? And all of these business owners are, trying to figure out what they're going to be doing with their companies, right? I mean, I, I can't remember what the number is, but it was enormous. It exactly. was in the trillions of dollars. Yeah. It, what happens next? That's the that's yeah. the question being asked. Yeah. Be proactive. That's what we say. You know, yeah. don't don't wait till, 
you know, it's it's six months out and you're trying to figure out what do you do with your $20 million company? That's a, that's a conversation, you know, you should be having right now. Exactly. And retire and, and, you know, for another 20 years. Okay. Last question. What's the best next step that business owners can take when it comes to workplace benefits and, and protection solutions? Uh, that's a big question, right? Um, <laughs> it depends it, on the it business. Is. I know that, but yeah, you know, I I think the next step. I so I, I would just really reiterate kind of what we've talked about previously in that, you know, as a business owner, um, what do you want and need for yourself, for mm-hmm. your family, and the business that you own? It right. begins there, and then you have to have those conversations and have open communication by asking employees what matters most to them. Mm-hmm. right now and in the future. And that's that listening, that learning, that having that conversation. Because when employers take the time to understand, um, you know, how benefits are currently serving their employees, mm-hmm. they're going to uncover potential gaps um, that can lead them to add or change a benefit program, adjusting a perk, whatever that may be. But effectively communicating is going to lead to greater employee satisfaction and, you know, as I said before, you know, at principal, we we truly believe that when a business owner takes care of employees, those employees take care of business. And, uh, you know, it's really it's just get started. Just get started. Begin with whatever you need, the one or two key solutions and start from there and then listen, listen and learn. That's what I recommend. I love that. That's a that's a great way to end our podcast. Uh, so thank you. Paula Cheesy, Chief Marketing Officer, Benefits and Protection at Principal, has been our guest today. And boy, she gave us all some great advice and suggestions in our business. What a tremendous opportunity we all have to not only finish this year on a high note, but really hit the ground running in 2024 you know, with our whole benefits program in place and more people are using it and it makes them feel more engaged. And, you know, it's really had an impact on your company's culture. A friend of mine wrote a book years ago called Harvesting Intangible Assets. I don't know that I would call this an intangible asset, but it's a because it's tangible in the sense that you can measure it. But using this asset in your business can really have an impact on your bottom line in ways that you just don't even see right now. So be proactive, get on top of it and make it a competitive advantage in business. And with that, I want to thank you. Thank you, Paula. Thank you to our listeners for listening and uh, for all your wonderful feedback and suggestions. Keep them all coming. And we're going to see you next week on another edition of the Small Business Edge podcast. Until then, take care, everyone. You've been listening to the Small Business Edge podcast with Brian Moran. Please visit our website, smallbusinessedge.com, for a listing of future podcasts.